0: This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know
1: What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of the Only Friends podcast. Thank you all for joining us today, I know there's probably some new members out there Based off of having almost 500 people viewing from the start. Let's go. Let's go. You guys are here for the tea, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a few things to chat about before we get into this uh, first weekend of the heads up match between me and Airball. Can I,
0: can I go to the bathroom
1: first? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> I, have I to, take a break. Yeah, we're gonna have mm-hmm. to ask you to hold it. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, we've I,
0: been on for 10 seconds, so it's like I feel like it's time for a break.
1: I've, I've, I've waited long <laughs> enough. Okay. <laughs> the foot's being put down. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> what on earth is going if you haven't already please like and subscribe uh, if you are trying to be a part of the chat you have to be a subscriber only so for everybody new here that doesn't already uh hasn't already smashed that bell please go ahead and do so i uh, also want to give you guys a quick reminder that we have two academies coming up we have the poker out loud academy coming up april 15th to the 18th there are two seats remaining for that so head over to software y, or sorry academysoft if you're interested in that also, we have our MTT Academy, which will be led by Matt Hunt. Uh, that's May 24th to the 27th. He's doing some great stuff uh, for us as well as for GTO Wizard. Uh, if you're interested in that, head to academysolve Click on the banner up top. It'll give you more details in how the Academy works and what the structure is. Um, before we actually get into the shits of all the things heads up and everything else uh i, I want to give a heartfelt um sincere uh sorry i guess to the family of Thayer Rasmussen. Ma- rat huh
0: Rasmusen. Rasmusen. Rasmusen.
1: uh I knew I was gonna watch that uh he sadly passed over this weekend there was an o g from the pre black Friday days was a monster. On the mtt felt, played with him a bunch. I knew him indirectly. Uh he was good friends with Brent Hanks and that whole crew. I know he was good friends with Sean Deeb as well. Um got to hang out with him a few times. Actually, you may have been there, Lamana. The uh the last time I saw him was oh man, Phil was still here, Collins. So this must have been like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. We all got uh we'll call it a dinner at <laughs> at the lodge. Uh not the lodge poker room. No, no. So there's a there's a the twenty four
0: hour gaming
1: yeah bar a bar grill bar grill. We'll call it. Yeah, uh, it's very smoky in there. Um, but it was it was uh it was a very mixed group. So there was an adjacent group of friends that Brent was very close with that we indirectly uh got to know very well. Carter, <laughs> Carter King. King, I was gonna say. Uh, there. Yep. Thayer was a part of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Deeb and and the like. Uh, we we were all. Hanging out like I don't know if we were doing fantasy or whatever. You know, it was typical Brent weekend, just wanting to go get some beers, Mm -hmm. sit on the side, and Thayer was there. uh, And at that point in time, I'd only ever played with him, but I'd never actually had a a full-on conversation with him. And I have to tell, I have to say, like he was a very intelligent, like thoughtful guy, very opinionated, held his own in uh, intellectual debate. Was it especially with Phil? There was an interesting. Uh, back and forth that's 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 probably like my most fond memory of of there so very sad to hear of his passing yes. i i I'm noticing that you know as uh us ogs last a little bit longer in the game this this is happening more and more and just kind of something that we have to come to grips with so uh huge um condolences to to family and friends want to wish them well and give them our thoughts now on to the most interesting thing that happened this weekend. Bar none, there is no bigger story than this in the world. Andre Agassiz playing pickleball. I know, that is crazy. Playing fucking pickleball. Andre Agassi, John McEnroe, Michael Wang. This is, uh, this
0: is what you do once you, um, you're over the hill.
1: Well, according to See? him in his exit interview, he said, pickleball is where tennis players go to die. and yes. It's clear that I'm dying. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, so, you were never yeah. a tennis player. Right. For, you know, right. to be fair. Right. Right. It's like, you know, if you're in tennis and you get older, like if you're in tennis and you're 25, you don't transition to pickleball.
1: No. But if you're 60, right. you're probably going to transition to pickleball. It's like going to softball after yeah. baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like right. I play competitive softball mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It's uh, uh, what
2: you would consider aging gracefully.
1: Right. Well, no, it's it's not that. It's it, it's uh, yeah. It's it's uh it's a transition sport. Yeah. You know, you can still like these guys can compete at seniors pickleball at a very high level, maybe the highest level. They might be able to become the best in the world very quickly, and that's pretty amazing. Whenever tennis has a shelf life, like outside of Serena, and I guess maybe. McEnroe and Agassiz played a little bit into their mid 30s. Tennis shelf life is like late 20s. You know, you're kind of just like out unless you're the best of the best. I guess Federer, uh, last Sure, there's exceptions. Yeah, there are exceptions to the rule, but like that, it, it's, it's the average career for tennis is probably comparable to like the average NFL lineman, you know, three to five years. Running back. Yeah, you're out by mm-hmm. like age 24. They yeah. start younger, obviously. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure Agassiz and Roddick won, uh, Okay, that, well, I guess I don't know for sure based off of this clip, but I'm pretty sure Agassi and, and Roddick won, which doesn't surprise me. Roddick looks great, man. He looks like he's still getting out there and just uh, just really rip it. He's not that well, old. Right? I think he's like 15 years younger than those guys. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I, I would guess he's like late 30s, That's maybe my think. age yeah. at, at most. Right. Um. And I think Michael Wang, wait, is it Michael Chang. Wang? That's Chang. Chang. Michael Wang's the poker player. Yes. Uh, I think Michael he Chang. plays
2: pickleball too. Probably. A lot of transition. Yeah. It
1: also might be pronounced Wong. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Wong. W a n g Wong, like W o n g. Wouldn't W o n g be Wong? Uh, sometimes W a n g is. Wong. Are you telling me I'm Wong? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, it's possible. God damn it! How can you? Have, Names aren't uh,
2: easy, man. I same understand.
1: pronunciation, different different uh, different le- letters. The um, only the only reason I bring this up is my my ophthalmologist. Is W-A-N-G, and it's also pronounced Wong. There you go. I think maybe that's just a cop-out for not wanting to be called Wang. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my Would you rather be a
0: Wang or would you rather be Wong?
1: Wong, of course. Shout out to Ralph Wong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I bring this up, obviously, because I love pickleball. How many breaks did they take? Not enough, clearly. (laughs) When you see Agassiz's post-game interview, it's very clear Uh, not enough. He was sopping in sweat just dead but they did end up winning so they won 12 10 in, in the rubber match in a setting like this. yeah nothing like being on national television playing a game you don't know to really strike up the nerves uh it, it was so much fun i was told i listen any excuse i need to create a a new thing to learn so i can just trade texts with andre for the next 10 weeks again it's been so much fun and andre it's been so fun to watch you compete against so many of your friends what is it meant to be out on this pickleball court and have we made a pickleball player out of you? Well,
0: I'll tell you this. I mean, I love finally doing something I can actually get better at because I started going downhill in tennis a long time ago, and, um, <laughs> and pickleballs where <laughs> tennis players go to die. So I'm officially dying. But
1: what <laughs> I will say, 100 percent, guys. W- listen, I I never
0: thought I was going to say this. I'm playing this as long as I'm not like as long as I can walk. I'm playing. this. I can't wait to get back after. Yeah. it.
1: Honestly, Wade. I- This is genius for the growth of the game. So, they put up a million dollar prize pool, uh, got four of the biggest names in tennis. Uh, It was awesome to watch. They're not elite yet, but they're very fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Genius by ESPN. Also, dumb by us because this is going to be one of our most watched videos and now we just got demonetized. But, you know, (laughs) worth it. (laughs) Fucking worth it for you guys. It shows your
2: dedication Mm -hmm. to pickleball, Matt. It's not worth the money to us. Today's the
1: pivot today is the pivot into the pickleball realm we are now officially pickleball podcast podcast. you
2: are not a professional poker player you are a retired pickleball enthusiast
1: no i'm a retired poker player who's about to be a professional pickleball right just like
2: nick is an investment banker
1: exactly (laughs) you
2: understand (laughs) you got to see the plot you know you got to play 4d chess out here
0: yeah, professional poker player pivots to pickleball podcast. Say that five times fast.
1: I'd rather not. You can say it one time fast, just like that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be me and pickleball Dan out, the, out in these streets. Dan Smith. Yeah, <laughs> he's pickleball Dan now. Yeah, he's been for years. I always tell him he's a professional pickleball player, even though he's absolute average.
2: He's a professional pan player.
1: So he is uh, a professional pan player. Uh, he and Darkus had a very small wager that Marcus would beat him with a frying pan in <laughs> tennis. Uh, so Marcus says he's like a four zero rating. Difficult to tell, obviously. Looked
0: pretty good with that pan It's tough there, to say. I, I
1: mean, like, you know, he's using a frying pan, so it's really yeah. tough to, like, measure up his chops. But what's abundantly clear to me is that Pickleball Dan needs that to sound. stick to pickleball. <laughs> I love the sound of the pan. It is uh, very satisfying. W-
0: I, was, I wonder if there were stipulations on uh, what size pan. Because, I mean, you know, frying pans come in all different kinds of sizes. I told
1: him he should get a skillet.
0: Uh... Well, it's flat. Yeah, flat's
1: big. Yeah.
2: Or imagine Mm -hmm. the the griddle thing that we use. Yeah, griddle
1: would be great in
0: uh, the in the Bahamas.
1: Yeah, griddle would be nice. You got flat on both sides. You could actually work in a backhand here. Should make him
0: use a cast iron. Really, really work those (laughs) forearms.
1: Uh, the bat
2: just progressively gets the more difficult <laughs> right? pants yeah. for Darkest to
0: use. He
1: jokingly said <laughs> that he was going to use a baseball bat, which I'm confident he would lose. You cannot using a bat. wear the baseball bat. You, just, no. you wouldn't have enough control. No. Um, but I think that they actually have scheduled another match where Dan is getting laid uh, 125 to 1. So 1.25 to 1 on 100K uh, that he can now win. And honestly, if I'm Dan. I would just do nothing but train my serve. Nothing else. don't mm-hmm. get better in any other aspect of the game. Just train your serve from now till then, because Dan was serving like it was a badminton game, like he was just they were serving the same, and Dan was using a racket, and Darkest was using a <laughs> frying pan like if Dan That's can amazing. work up a uh, an 80 90 mile an hour serve, just get a good overhand serve, Darkest is dead, yeah, because I asked him I, i've never I've never played tennis with any level of seriousness but i played a lot of volleyball uh all the way through college and i have you know i had a good serve and i asked him i was like if dan served hard like do you have any shot he's like no i'm dead yeah I'm dead how would i ever return a serve right it's <laughs> i like, have a fucking frying but, pan right like it, there's no holes in it
0: so it's like it's you, the racket speed yeah the I swing mean, speed right. is not you're not going to well, be the able to get speed's to the swing speed slow the ball's coming yeah. fast
1: it's moving yeah. you know like mm-hmm. you, you don't have a lot of margin of error there so it's like i remember i used to just like I would mess around with like Gumby and then Dolak and I have like fucked around a little bit. It's like I could serve decent. It was inaccurate and it wasn't, yeah. but it was hard. It was at least hard. Like if I had any chance of repeating, it was there because right. once we started getting ground strokes, I'm dead. I swing yeah. like a baseball bat. Right.
2: Do we know when the next time they're playing is?
1: Uh, The tweet, I don't think specified. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: so the longer that it takes for them to play again, the more edge gets given to Dan. Mm.
1: Well, depends what he's training. If he's out there training ground strokes, I don't think he's gonna catch up. Like if Darkies is really a four zero and Dan's, you know, a two five, a three zero, whatever, he's not suddenly just gonna get like a ripping backhand or, you know, start start picking lines. Yeah, but he does get lines. more
2: time to improve on the one thing that he's bad at.
1: Well, if he chooses to the one the, the one weapon that he's bad at, because an over a, a good serve would be a weapon. In, Yeah, I was
2: looking at the serve speed for Dan, and it was like between 40 and 45 miles an hour per serve. But if that gets up to like 60 60 to 70, it gets a lot tougher. Yeah, if he can find a way to
1: nearly double his serve speed, which is going to be hard because he's not tall, right? So I I think like the lack of height, you you really need to get long and get like that overhand whip. And he's probably never played an overhand sport before either. So it's like that would be the only aspect of tennis that I personally would be good at because all I've ever played are overhand sports. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get into a ground stroke match. I'm dead. Dan's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Frying Pan wins. Oh, man. I like how it's very easy to come up with quippy
2: names like Dan versus the Pan. That's great. <laughs> it really is great. <laughs> oh,
0: man.
1: Maybe, oh, I was going to say maybe Darkest could use a pickleball paddle, but they, they would just shatter. Because they're... Uh, Wood. Well, they're like honeycomb cores to give it like to like the the sweet spot will pop and then the rest of it will dampen so that you can dink and stuff. Uh, but the tennis ball is like too heavy. So it'll just like bash the honeycomb. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Just ruin it. Um, last note to to speak about real quickly is big shout out to Conrad. He's out in the Thunder Valley as we speak. Please don't let him in today. Chip leading. Let's go, Connie. Chip leading the uh, Down Bad Invitational. Mm-hmm. It's the down
2: bad consolation.
1: Uh, it is the down bad consolation. So it was a 100K guarantee. Uh, looks like they went well over that. Conrad is now 1 of 40 coming into day two with the chip lead, 615K. So hopefully he turns that into a nice little score. You know, can justify not being here. He's working his other job, you know, getting it done. He's a retired poker there?
2: player, but he is a professional podcast host mm-hmm. and
1: a uh, bit inventor. He is the <laughs> bit inventor. He, he's he's done well with the bits i mean don't <laughs> the tortua bit is not not for me honestly it's he's so smart though he's so smart about it because if he tried to include anyone else it would have died yeah but lamana will just play along i, I mean with I'm,
0: I'm always there literally you know? anything yeah of course That's what i'm here for
1: god it's uh it's a good friend you are you you are really the Ed McMahon to to his Johnny Carson.
0: I got I, I got to do something, you know. Someone you might be to, someone has to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> y-
1: you might be his only <laughs> friend. friend. Friend,
0: yeah.
1: Oh man, we miss Connie.
2: Do we? <laughs> do we? Yeah. Well, <laughs> where's Andre? I'm sure he's got
1: some words to say about it. Where's Andre? He said he was going to be here.
0: Yeah, he mm. had a fucked up voice. Instead of Andre Hankshaw we got Andre Agassi. Mm.
1: big Agassi fan. Say, yeah. I actually really enjoyed watching tennis when I was growing up even though it was a sport I never knew I wanted that way I kind of feel that way about golf too I like having golf on in the background watch the last like three or four Mm -hmm. holes I have zero desire to ever compete
0: especially like the well Masters is coming up this weekend
1: Mm, big Masters weekend
0: Masters is always fun to watch I don't watch a lot of golf but the majors are fun to watch
1: yeah yeah uh, all right. Should we get into the shits? Well, we got to give congratulations to Corey as well. Let's, oh, let's I forgot forget, about that. I did say that.
0: Corgasm.
1: That's right. Big Corgasm, our man. Big Corgasm.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. He had, a, he he had an explosive, explosive big- <laughs> weekend. <laughs>
1: All right, Corey. The Gasm let's go. ships the PKO mm-hmm. High Roller. Look at that. 21,000 in, in bounties. bounties. Yeah, it's a lot of bounties. That's 2x That's the first place. Prize, yeah. You know who second is? Uh, you told me, so yes. Yeah, I know. But go ahead it's and Chance. reveal. It is yep. Chance. Uh, way to just dox his fucking ACR yeah. name there. You know, Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, hey, Chance. Unlucky, bro. Nice. Uh, Chance only had 3K in Chance bounties. Chance will
0: be okay. I think he'll be fine if people even know who he is.
1: So, yeah, Corey picked up a nice 31 ball for first there. Chance Very got nice. 13 for second. Man, PKOs are weird. That's what I said, They're yeah. They're so weird. Like, imagine you're just at the final table and you're, like, trying your hardest to scratch and claw and move up the ladder knowing that there's, like, no more bounties for you to get. Yeah, right. Well,
2: that's why you don't do that.
1: Yeah. Well, So, wait. <laughs> so, if he had busted Corey heads up, he would have gotten half of that 21K? I think he would have gotten... Or, like, some percentage. He would of have
2: it. kept his bounty. Uh, I just... I haven't played PKOs in such a long time. I forget how the math works. But it's something along the lines of first and second are the same prize, and then yeah. you play for the bounties. Right. So if you win, you get to keep all of them. And then if you lose Right, but that's you what you I'm saying. Nothing. Like it's this
1: massive disparity, right? Corey has twenty one K in bounties, Chance has three K. Yeah. So like did it work out? Chance might have had like a big bounty pool, I'm guessing. Like, that's, but you get
0: half, and they like half of whatever their bounty is, and they keep the other half. Isn't that how? I think you, you maybe somebody? maybe you play for half. Type Isn't that of thing? how like project, yeah. they work? I think.
1: I, just, I, I just, see what you're saying. It, like, yeah, yeah. it creates a weird heads up dynamic, right? right where where so, like,
2: if they did it in the structure, where someone that has all the bounties gets to just
1: lose. Heads up. even if it's like even if they lose like half their bounty pool, like that's massive. Yeah. Massive yeah, for the right. person coming in with the or if
2: you have no bounties and then you just get to scoop all these if you win heads yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Yeah. I just don't I've never do. played a PKO. Uh shockingly. Well, I mean not that shockingly. I'm an American who doesn't play online mtts So <laughs> yeah. I guess, not like, that shocking. yeah. <laughs> to combat not that shocking. a
2: lot of the like potential cheating and stuff going on, there's definitely been more PKOs.
1: I love the idea of them. <laughs> uh, I'm just not intimate enough with the the format to know like what I do or don't like about uh, how it plays out. I like the Corey won 21k. That's yeah, nice.
2: winning uh, 21k plus 13, so like 30 or whatever. Yeah, that's nice. nice. Not too bad in a 6:30 smaller field event.
1: Well, not too shabby. No, not too shabby. Tough, tough field too. Yeah. Uh, you know, very uh, very dense with uh good player accounts if you will yeah (laughs) a lot of a lot of good players in that field Mm. a very good player with potentially 10 good accounts accounts that are also very good (laughs) allegedly maybe potentially kind of i'm gonna steal your bitch (laughs) (laughs) at least for
2: tournaments there's scheduled breaks you know (laughs) <laughs>
1: that is true. <laughs>
2: every every yeah. five minutes on the hour, you get you get a break.
1: That is true. Uh, so so do we do we talk about this? Do I we, think get we get into, into it. We have to. Do I have to fucking talk about this stupid heads up match? All right, I guess now's That's the what time. the people want, man. We're um, here for. I'm very proud of myself for staying off of Twitter. I've, I've gone on once to uh, I heard about Thayer's death. I got on, said something really quickly, got off. I've really been trying to to drown out the noise. Good. Um, we're here.
0: We're here for to. to- the noise
1: which i really appreciate landon's (laughs) been on fire this is what i'm this is my calling just two days of fire honestly all right so like let's start let's start with the decision to not stream this and and work from there uh obviously there are a lot of people who are upset that this isn't being streamed and you have to see it from my perspective and understand what's happening here i got called a scammer and a fraud by a guy who can barely rub two sticks together like i can't explain to you how little this man knows about poker. You just have to experience it for yourself. I'm not trying to throw shots. I'm, I'm being genuine. This is, this is my genuine assessment. Like, I know Brown Baller came out and said, like, oh, Nick is extremely talented. He's one of the best natural talents I've ever seen. Listen, after those first six and a half hours of play, it's abundantly clear that he is just in a void, clicking buttons and, and praying that it all works out. So, like, to be called a scammer and a fraud by a person like that is not something I want to have to defend against, right? And the fact that somehow this loudmouth got a platform large enough for people to start rallying behind that cry, to me, is just, like, the biggest spit in the face and fuck you that the community could throw at me. So, from my perspective... This is about one thing and one thing only. Taking his fucking money. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason to agree to this. I don't care about anything else. And streaming is massively negative EV for my bottom line. Because this coward immediately went to Daddy Doug and said, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Make me better, please. Yeah, you kind of
2: saw that when you you and him had that kerfuffle at the villacio <laughs> where uh, altercation where, where you said mm-hmm. you said something and he goes yeah me and doug are gonna beat your ass it's like well right. you called me a scammer you called me a fraud and you said you were gonna play me heads up and now you're going to all of the resources you can possibly find to try to dethrone
1: yeah right like mm-hmm. uh, is doug better than me at heads up yeah yeah he's better than me at heads up
2: <laughs> oh man the sh- the horror the, the horror. yeah
1: yeah is the guy who's played the game in a format his entire career better than me who's literally Ever? just looked at yeah. heads up ranges five days ago better than me yeah yeah <laughs> he's better than me at no limit heads up he's probably better than me at badoogie heads up too <laughs> maybe stud eight or better as well Probably all forms of heads up. I would actually say Doug Polk is better than me at those games. You know what? That's no shock. That is no surprise because I have played ring my entire fucking career. And the only heads up that I would get is when fish are are buried and they want to continue to play. So I do. You oblige them. You be a good host. Mm -hmm. You know, you get into some forced heads up scenarios where you play like a few hundred hands, maybe a thousand tops, like... Nothing where it matters. Strategy literally won't matter. You're just outmaneuvering an emotional person. Um, so like I'm already perturbed to be involved in this match at all. I'm annoyed that I have to find 100 hours to dedicate to this. I'm annoyed that I have to be in the same room with someone that I just think is... Let's say I think his character is in question. Um, yeah. So the last thing I want to do is cater... To, to his side, right? And I understand everybody would love for this to be on stream. I would love for it to be on stream as well. I get it. It's a big story. It's, it's, look, there are 1,500 people watching right now. Everyone cares. But I have to protect myself in this instance because I'm not good at heads up, no limit, hold them at all. I'm not studied in this format one bit. I'm not joking when I say I just look at ranges last week. And we're, pl- we're not even playing 100 big blinds. We're playing 250, 500. Uh, there were times where we were over 1,000 big blinds effective. Mm. right? So it's like, I'm freestyling, baby. I'm trying to figure this out on the go. And I demand that he does the same. right? So that's why it's not being streamed. And my apologies to the community out there that you guys aren't getting your wish. I would love to be able to oblige. But I can't always be the person who bends over backwards and loses dollars. For the sake of, I don't know, the betterment of a few, right? Especially when the whole narrative that was built here is that I am a fraud and a scammer in this industry and a lot of people are echoing that sentiment. A lot of the same people who want to see this streamed, right? So I'm not trying to say fuck you, but like, you know, kind of bug off. Like, (laughs) this ain't about you and it's not about like putting on a show. Uh, Secondly to that, (laughs) the buzz around... It not being streamed, in my opinion, is actually making this whole match far more fascinating to the outside eye. Rather than having like, you know, 15 long drawn out sessions over five weeks, six hours in length each, forcing everybody into a watch party that they're not going to actually partake in, and this thing just fizzling out the way that we've seen matches in the past do... Now, instead, people are just like tuning into Twitter and they're just like getting on and getting off. You know, they're seeing an update from Landon. They want to know what the secret bathroom count is.
2: I feel like the Ian Rappaport of the poker. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Do I want to see the winter meetings streamed from the MLB? Of course. Am I going to? Fuck no. You can't see the secret bathroom meeting. Right. Thanks. Right. But like, you know who gets to give me a little insight to that? in Rappaport, he's there on the fucking beat
2: i won't be in the bathroom spying
0: that i i don't have time for that
2: (laughs) i don't have that much dedication
1: to the cause man respect to this man
0: man. (laughs) (laughs) there he is that i see well you don't want to see that
1: that's the strangest glory hole i've ever seen in my entire life
0: (laughs) hey i worked hard on
1: that man (laughs) (laughs) it looks great
0: well done guapo
1: oh man Uh um Big shout out to Avi. He says, from the Polk interviews, I got the sentiment Garrett is about poker. Airball is about showmanship. Uh, If you call this showmanship, I think you are being incredibly, incredibly generous as far as like what he's hoping to accomplish. I just see a very self-absorbed person who wants the limelight and is getting it maybe for all the wrong reasons when this match is all said and done. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving, I guess, a little bit away from the actual updates into the match itself. Uh, I don't want to talk hands today. We're going to have Matt on Wednesday. We'll do a strat chat and we'll recap some of the biggest hands over the last three days. Um, but I have to say, like, it's, it's been interesting to uh, kind of observe, uh, kind of observe, like, how, you know, when you play somebody heads up, there are adjustments that take place. And throughout enough hours, you're playing a different person by the end than you, you were playing by the beginning. I'm playing someone different every 25 minutes. <laughs> Literally, like, things that were reliable 35 minutes ago are now suddenly being corrected. I honestly feel like I'm playing against a team. Uh Is that hard? So for everybody who doesn't know what, what I'm talking about, uh, first and foremost, we had a big argument that you guys all saw went public i haven't been on the pod yet to talk about it but uh nick wanted to have his friend ishan sitting behind him for the duration of the match so i gotta tell you like i know that it was kind of said in jest but get you a friend like ishan who's willing to just come and sit and rail for 100 hours like goddamn, that's tedious i would not want to be a part of that um and you know from my perspective it was very clear what the purpose to that was? Like nobody actually wants to just you know pat you on the back and say good job or anything like that. But uh, from my perspective, it was completely strategic. One, it gives him an audience to play to, uh, and number two, it gives him another set of objective eyes who's actually capable of writing a hand history.
2: Ishan is his version of what Lane Flack was to Helmuth. Go on. Where it's like. support like oh like you got this like easy like Uh don't worry about it you know in the sense of like having that person that you can look to to have that support from
1: well i don't even think it's as much that like sure he'll help him get off tilt and i imagine that's why there were 10 breaks yesterday (laughs) uh as we played a bunch of big pots but more so it's just like with no one in the room but the two of us in the dealer we don't speak Like, he tries to generate small talk here and there, and I don't acknowledge it. Like, I don't want to fucking talk to this guy. I want nothing to do with this person. He's not a good person, in my opinion. I think his character is completely flawed. I think the people that all all you have to do is look uh, to his outer circle. And I, I think that it's like no shock. This whole thing has become like this weird dog and pony show for the quote unquote hustler family where they're all rallying behind this guy who you know, six months ago was trying to sell his watch for a buy-in and now all of a sudden investment banking went really fucking well. Like, can we stop? Yeah, bro, folded a boat to Ethan. Yeah, can we just, like, <laughs> stop with all these bullshit narratives? Like, just say you want some fame and, like, you know, you found five million somewhere. Like, fine. Why, why is it? This, this is the other thing that's really bothersome to me. It's like, uh am I rolled to play 200-400 with a 400 ante heads up? Which is you know basically the equivalent of like maybe three six ish no of course not like that would take somewhere south of 10 million to be properly rolled for this am i rolled to play 100 220k buy-in yeah i'll take 100 percent of myself right so it's like did i sell for this match yeah obviously did i sell enough probably not i went pretty fucking aggro here like we're trying to back it up uh <laughs> And I think that it's fine to take shots in these spots. But, like, are we really buying the narrative that this guy just has all of himself? Can you guys fucking quit it? Right. Can you stop shaming the 20 year pro who's just like, <clears throat> you know, operating under proper bankroll restrictions and doing what you're supposed to do in order to lay off a little bit of risk in a spot that's highly volatile and stop celebrating this clown who came out of the woodwork that was dead fucking broke six months ago and now suddenly has a bunch of money? It's like, guys. He is fucking backed, man. He's backed. 100%. Or his parents gave him a bunch of fucking money. Either way, I don't care where it came from, but stop celebrating it like as if he's out there crushing the streets and fucking rolling around in some hedge fund making five or six million a year. It's like the guy was a goddamn junior intern. Let's not pretend like he's (laughs) out here making fucking eight figures a year. He's nobody. Nobody. And we're making him somebody. And that's on everyone else. And if you want to make him somebody, God bless you. you we you, all need a heal. he's
0: not Warren Buffett?
1: Yeah, shockingly, no. <laughs> you know? Really? Shockingly, no.
0: Yeah. yeah I,
2: there's always been that, call it public narrative of the whole selling action and this weird hero's cry that you just have to have all of yourself and some of these high risk spots where it's like if you knew the risk that went into it as well as the overall amount of dollars you would need for this to work out it's a fucking lot yeah. and it's not where you get the money from in poker <laughs> like right. poker is not a thing where you go from zero dollars to ten million dollars no you can go from zero to a million but that's gonna take a fucking lot of work and then anything after that's gonna be a long time unless you start drilling off a couple tournaments
1: yeah right yeah. yeah it's like you know i worked hard to have Seven figures of worth. It's not like as if I'm just going to pony it all up in a spot where, you know, it, it's going to be volatile. Neither of us are very good at heads up, no limit, right? So, like, a lot of big blinds are going to change hands. uh But honestly, like, the biggest mistake I ever made was being honest about this stuff. You just never say anything. People just assume you're fucking giga rich, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. People yeah. just assume, like, oh, you've been around for 20 years and you've been competing and you've been winning. Like, this guy must have fucking 40 million. Like, you know, you Google Doug, Doug Polk's neck worth, it's like, $12 million or some shit like that. It's like, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Who fucking knows? Mm-hmm. Right. But as long as you don't ever talk about like where you lay off risk, where you take on risk, and all this other stuff, nobody assumes otherwise. They just assume everyone has all of themselves. Yeah. Until said, like, you can literally be. It's like
0: almost never the case, right? It's just like never the case bro. that like eh, that someone has all of themselves except for like the Giga Wells who are just billionaires and just want to have some fun. You could literally
1: right? be a 26 year old sociolite from LA who six months ago barely had a 20k buy-in just start telling some fabricated story about being an investment banker who has tens of hundreds of millions of dollars and people just buy it yeah they just buy the fucking narrative it's like, come on, man. We've all been around the block for I've I, been think in I think it's private games for twenty years. I think it's think? just
0: it's more fun to buy it, right? It's more like
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? No, no, this is this is yeah. Right, Lynn, right? Lynn is a trust fund baby. You know, she just has infinite money from her parents. <laughs> like we understand how all this fake shit works. She's yeah. been a she's been a tech investor since mm-hmm. she was seventeen. Startup investor. Startup investor, my apologies. Literally on high stakes poker, her fucking profile says startup investor. Come the fuck on, people! What are we talking about here? Uh, Stop buying the scams. She's a, retired now, by the way. She's a retired poker mm-hmm. player. How? How did these? I'm a
0: race car driver.
2: Yeah, that guy.
0: They call him the greatest. race car driver. That's right. So it's that just like, steady, come baby. on, so man. So wins the
1: race, especially in NASCAR. That's come right. on, what are what are we even doing out here? Like Jesus Christ! And I'm the one who's getting called a scammer and a fraud. Like, yeah. What are we talking about? Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about these breaks.
2: You want to take a break beforehand or what? Yeah, Yeah. we'll be back in ten minutes. Let's collect our thoughts. We're gonna run a
1: quick commercial here. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to smash that like and subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. We do do want you to do that.
0: Pew 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 (laughs) pew.
1: So I had Queen Six suited. Uh, I three bet him, and he fucking four bet me, and I was like, "Nah, fuck this guy, bro, bro, you gotta back off a little bit, man. You can't be so emotional all the time."
2: (laughs) Don't tilt. You got oh. him. You got him at right where you want him. You're going to get all the money. He's oh, going to give it to
1: you. All right. So uh, getting back to the whole, the whole first debate that we had, um, obviously I was unwilling to have Eshawn just rail Nick the entire 100 hours. Seems silly. We're playing a one-on-one sport here, like, or game, whatever you want to refer to it as. Involving like, a team is absolutely ridiculous, especially yeah. when this guy called me out. Uh, so eventually, uh, Phil kind of stepped in and he gave us two options. He said, uh, I, since we're still in the discussion phase of the terms, either you can, um, squash this right now and say like no match and then renegotiate terms, or you can let me rule on, uh, what I think the proper decision should be. And that's a little convoluted as far as like choices go. Uh, You know, I was talking to Phil afterwards. I was like, well, from a game theory perspective, it's just like, it's, it's sort of, uh, we both chose correctly. Like, why would I take a negative free roll and let you arbitrate something when you're already giving me my solution Mm -hmm. in option A? And for Nick, it's like, well, he's probably going to lose the arbitration anyway, but at least there's some percentage chance that he doesn't. So he's obviously always gonna choose option B. Right.
2: Yeah. I would say it's very interesting when it comes to if you have an individual make these decisions and be the arbiter, where there's some people that would say, Oh, he's clearly can't sit there, and there are others that would say, Well, it's within casino rules, he can sit there. Yeah. So just a matter of who you decide to
1: make this choice. Right. So like I wasn't gonna take that risk. I just picked A and assumed we would iron out terms otherwise. I didn't think the match was ever gonna not happen. No. Right. Um, so I picked A and you know nick told me to suck a dick uh and we both went on our merry way and then you know six to ten hours later he's he agreed to no rail so we renegotiated terms everything was back on we got the match rolling uh and it was under the caveat that moving forward phil will uh like we won't have option a on the table anymore which is fine i i didn't expect it to ever be on the table to begin with uh he could have just not given me that option and said like okay i'm gonna rule on this i would have accepted it uh, so moving forward, he's now going to rule on all, uh, disputes and we have a dispute. Uh, so on day one, Nick said, look, man, I drink a lot of water. I, I pee a lot. So, uh, I need to take some breaks. I'm like, okay. Like I was thinking to myself like, yeah, man, six and a half hours is a long time. Like, uh, I, I drink a gallon of water plus a day. I'll probably want to hit the head a couple times myself. Right. So I'm like, okay. You know, thinking in my head, like within reason, that's fine. So we take three breaks on day one, which is kind of reasonable. Totally that, reasonable. That's reasonable, right? Two totally once reasonable. every two
0: hours. It's just like playing a poker tournament.
1: Totally reasonable. So right. we take three breaks on day one, uh, and on the first break, he goes to the bathroom, and I'm just kind of sitting there. And I was like, "Well, you know what? I should just go, because I don't want to be the one to prop up another break in like an hour." Yeah. So I walk in. I trail him like five minutes behind, and I walk in. <laughs> And he and Eshawn are like leaned up against the sink. And I just, I literally, as because the bathroom has like a corridor uh, before you actually walk into it, you know, like most do for privacy sake. So I can hear them already talking. And I'm like, Queen Six suited, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, <laughs> You could hear the laugh? I, no, they weren't laughing. He was very serious. I was, I was smashing at that point. I was up like 200 already. Um, so I, I walk in and I just give them an eye roll and go and piss. And they like walk out and leave. So I texted Landon. I was like, I was like, "All right, we had our first break. Already had a secret meeting with the emotional support human in the bathroom." (laughs) (laughs) And then he took it from there. Uh, But day one, you know, went pretty pretty smoothly. Uh, Awesome session for me. I was up four hundred at the peak. Ended up losing a big pot that you know went weird. Oh, I do want to correct one thing. I know I said we're not going to talk about hands, but I saw Doug put a video out uh, about this hand.
2: Or not to see when Doug puts a video out,
1: right? So I played a hand with 10-9 off on king uh, king jack seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Turner river was like, or turn was a brick. River was the back uh, was the jack of hearts bringing back to our hearts. Uh, and apparently, Airball reported the hand that I went like b forty b thirty b twenty or some shit like that, like some de escalating sizings. <laughs> uh, the actual hand played out that I bet forty percent on flop. on turn and 50% on river which could still be very criticized I I could go larger on pretty much every street Um, but it was very very early in the match and I was just kind of getting my bearings under me so like I still played the hand very poorly uh, but nevertheless I didn't bet third pot on the fucking river like (laughs) with 10 high I'm not an idiot (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, that's up for debate. Sure, yeah. uh, We're going to find that out. The
1: only thing worth mentioning in that hand is that he somehow called with a six high three times. Yes. Yeah. He got you. Like, okay, man. like You fucking I mean, got yeah, me. Doug was
0: trying to be as nice as possible. He's just like, you know, this d- just... It was kind of played poorly on both sides. <laughs>
1: like, I mean, like, yeah, you can scrutinize sizing, but like, the, whatever. I'm, I'm not getting into strategy. Uh, I just wanted to correct that because clearly, right. uh, you know, hand histories are not going to be told very accurately. Yeah. He, from he, that side.
0: D- Doug did say that. He said that these these sure. he's probably he said the gist of them are correct, but like when you get the sizing so wrong, it's just like it makes
1: it are makes they you though go, This Justin.
0: Oh, no, I'm saying <laughs>
1: <laughs> Breaking News. <laughs> Breaking news. Amateur doesn't know how to tell a hand history. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, yeah. Uh, oh man. Um So sorry, I sidetracked. But okay, so day one went rather smoothly. I was feeling pretty good coming into day two. Looked over a few spots between the days uh, and moved on. Came into day two, and I will say that like Nick made some notable corrections uh, very quickly out of the gate. It it was pretty easy to notice. Um, I got lucky in uh, kind of a cooler spot where we played a five bet pot where I had ace king and he had jacks. Most of the money went in pre. Uh, so we put in 40k each pre with 80k behind uh, or 60k behind. Sorry. Um, so started the hand starting stack basically. Uh, so we arrive at flop with like 0. 0.7 SPR comes king queen jack. I bet 10% and call off a shove end up rivering a 10 yeah. lucky day for me. Let's do it. Um, that prompted our first break. <laughs> he didn't even pay. He just left. He just left the room. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sit there for five minutes waiting to get paid. I'm not kidding. He just darted out of the room as the river hit. Came back, took a picture of what happened, finally paid off. We play on. <laughs> took a picture.
0: <laughs> Wait, you mean they just left the board out, everything? Every, not,
1: everything went untouched.
0: The dealer didn't like just slide the chips over nope. to you? Or
1: no? Nope. We just sat and waited. Uh, <laughs> this was the theme of the day, me sitting and waiting. Uh, There was another big pot that I won where I rivered a flush and he paid off, stormed out, didn't even pay for his massage. She just stood there like, what the fuck (laughs) is going on? Was
0: he getting a massage the entire time?
1: Mostly. Yeah. Um, So again, just like storms out of the room, gone for like six or seven minutes. The masseuse leaves. She's just like, someone let me know when he gets back so he can pay me. Uh, Finally, he comes (laughs) back and uh you should have
0: just threw a 5k off uh, off of his stack and said here you go keep the change <laughs> we <laughs> like, at five like, like, we uh, at five nick <laughs> yeah exactly just like phil
1: <laughs> Yeah, we at five nick uh. um so yeah like anyway it it turned out to be 10 total breaks over the course of six hours uh which to call egregious would be a, an understatement an, an understatement yeah uh, i mean so I thought Phil actually made a really good point. We were, we were discussing in the arbitration chat. I was like, listen, like, this, this can't be a thing, man. We can't have more breaks than hours played. Like That's ridiculous. <laughs> and he's like, I have to pee a lot. And Phil's like, well, if I watch six hours of Hustler Live, would you also take 10 breaks? And obviously the answer's no. no. Like, he's away from the table maybe once in a, mm-hmm. in a six-hour live. Secret
2: stream. pee bottle under the table? <laughs>
1: Break. No. No. Break. No. <laughs>
2: no.
1: No. It's just break news. It's not breaking no. news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's break what gate. I should start doing, is running a live stream every time that he goes on break. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <laughs> I oh my to- god
0: that would be great actually you just you just see like the notification pop up from the self wise <laughs> live just like randomly dun, dun, throughout dun, dun, the match like, yep and here we are again and you just point to like just point the camera to the empty seat be like yep he's on break yeah and then 10 minutes later same thing that was
2: a very good picture that you sent me to be able to report to the people the empty, the empty of the empty seat yeah with the,
0: with the chips like all slanted <laughs> over all
1: right so uh, i All jokes aside, I actually want to talk about why this is so bothersome to me. It's for two reasons. Uh, One, it gives me a few hours to play against Nick where I think I have an edge. And number two, even if I get those hours back, it negates the edge that I have now, right? So whatever whatever my win rate ends up being versus Nick, it's obviously going to be far less hour 100 than it is hour 2. And it's abundantly clear that he's gaming the system right now to delay the inevitable for as long as possible like his team wants to get through today as fast as possible with as little damage as 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 you can imagine so that they can grind tuesday through friday and try to cram you know a decade's worth of heads up knowledge into his brain over four days
2: i will say this whole charade is a testament to the fact that he could not do what he said he could do at the start of the bet. We said, "Oh, I can easily beat this guy heads up by myself, right. no fucking problem." Right now, yeah. it's okay. I'm gonna take breaks. I'm gonna work with my team and get yeah. better Delay, and study.
0: Stall. Right. right, right. Try to take every single advantage that you can. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, play poker. You want to take edges, but this is this is ridiculous. This is not how you do it. Like not when you say, it, not when you already said. I mean, here's right, the thing: that you, like that you can beat him. Yeah.
1: Here, here's the thing, and you, feel free to to chime in as you see fit. But like to me, this is utter cowardice. Yeah. Like right, if exactly. I call someone a scammer, correct, mm-hmm. and a fraud on the biggest platform in that industry, yeah, I am certainly not going to be so overt mm-hmm. about like how terrified I actually am of that person. Right. I mean, to take ten breaks, and I caught him on the phone in the bathroom, like uh, probably talking to Daddy Doug. It's just like. He's so shook, he can't play for longer than 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. This is like 10 hands, maybe fewer. 10 breaks in six hours. Yes. That's a lot. Yeah. So it's like we're playing like 10 hands before he takes a break. He's so shook and needs advice so much so often from his team that he has to, on top of that, and this is another thing that's like, at first, I didn't care because I've been playing high stakes for so long. Like we just casually let this stuff slide because, to some degree, we trust the environment that we play in, and also it's usually like a one-off. Um, he's on his phone during hands, the whole match.
0: Yeah, that shouldn't uh, that shouldn't be. A-
1: I'm to a point where I feel like I'm playing against a fucking team. Yeah, like I just feel like I'm I'm basically playing against. You know, a version like a a super watered down version of Doug saying, like, do X, Y and Z repetitively.
2: Right. Well, in this situation, it very clearly comes off as trying to delay the inevitable and also trying to get as good as possible. There's a difference where when the match is going on you say hey okay i want someone to coach and help me study and get better and you get better through that lens but when you're playing the match itself everything should be off the table right. in that of course. course of course right. exactly
1: of course like i understand that he's free to do as he wishes in his downtime if you want to try to get better that's on you go ahead but like to steal the time away during the match in order to cover up his leaks in real time like, this is the most cowardice thing I've ever seen. And, like, for, for a guy who got platformed by Polk to call me a scammer, this is the scammiest shit I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, It's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And, like, you know, Polk hiding behind the bushes saying, like, I run a podcast. and If my guest comes on and he's a qualified voice to give his opinion on something, I'm going to amplify that and not push back. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? If he comes on there and starts talking about like Nazi propaganda or like some other wild, outlandish conspiracy, you're obviously, as a logical human being, going to say, well, (laughs) there's going to be some pushback. Maybe we shouldn't jump to such conclusions, right? Because that's what a responsible person does when they have a loud megaphone. Or if you're Doug and you have an axe to grind. You just let somebody run their fucking flaps and then you double down on it, triple down on it, quadruple down on it and, you know, get to a point now where we have this weird beef for what reason? Because I'm not good at heads up poker or because we started a competing business around the same time. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I just know I don't like this guy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like when I played Bill... No, we both like chucked our phones away from the computer and you couldn't talk during the gameplay. We played for like two hours most of the time, two yeah. to three hours. And then after that, like he would call me sometimes, I would call him, and then he would talk to who he was working with and I would talk to who I was working with. But during the match itself, there was a policy that we both just agreed to that there was no phones to be used. Yeah. Right. And from your side, like the only time I ever get reports or things along those lines are when there are the breaks and it's always hands that you have been played already right it's never in the sense of okay uh i bet this size like what what are our thoughts here and yeah, then I, I'm not, trying
1: to manipulate in game right i'm not i'm not even saying that he shouldn't be able to convey information to people like that's that's completely fine. Shout out to Avi. Super chatted us. Said, from Phil Galfon's perspective, you would have to be on your phone all day too because him taking away cell phone use during hands would certainly be an unbalanced ruling against Nick. I'm not trying to say what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Like I'm, What I said in chat was, uh, listen, I may have been guilty of this too, but I'm saying moving forward, we should never be actively on the phone during a hand. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And I think that that's completely reasonable and I got told to suck a dick again. Uh, so there's that. But... Um, yeah, I would be completely fine with us only having, you know, two or three breaks and only being, ha- only having access to our phone during those two or three breaks. Totally reasonable by me. I'm going to remember hands better than him, you know? So it's not like this I've seen. Yeah. It's not like this is going to be bothersome to me in any capacity. There's just like a million reasons for game integrity sake where it's like, I don't fucking trust this guy. I'm sorry. I just don't right it's like i don't trust that he doesn't have charts on his phone i don't trust yeah. that he doesn't have a direct line to doug right and talk about real-time assistance
0: right it's literally like i'm not saying that he, like, like you three said i don't know if he is or not but like why just have just makes uh you know rules in place to it's like three bet pots yeah. on the
1: turn he's facing a bet and he's just texting away yeah that's not good it's like right. come on man right. it's like just the fact that
0: you have to have that doubt in the back of your mind right. is like it, it 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 should it should be a rule that, that you shouldn't be on your phone during Yeah, it. I mean if there's a break, you know,
2: you get your phones yeah. back and you talk, right? You have a certain amount of breaks yeah, for a certain do amount gasp. of time. Go nuts. And then during you just chuck the phone away. Yeah. Yeah. And then
1: you just play. I, I mean, obviously I'm I'm completely res- or completely fine with that, but uh, in any event, I don't know that any of this is gonna change. I think it's like clear that it's a stall tactic now sure. in order to lengthen his ability to study and put in more quality hours down the stretch so i think that that's something that i I want to be clear like we probably lost an hour of gameplay yesterday due to due to the breaks but like it's not equitable to me to get that hour back at the end Mm -hmm. right because what's happening is i'm losing an hour when nick is at his weakest point and my edge is the greatest and when i get it back i'm getting an hour back at when nick is assumed to be at his strongest point and when my edge is probably going to be the lowest so it's like that doesn't interest me at all. And, you know, we were talking about this today. I, I almost don't want to say it out, out loud publicly, but I have no interest in gaming the system. But, like, say I get up a million and he doesn't want to quit. I just take 15 breaks. I just take 15 breaks. You know, I got I got people to talk to. I got a business to run. I got shit to do. Eh, maybe we only played for two and a half hours that day because I got a shit. I got the squirts, you know? <laughs> right. Sorry, There's guys. clearly a
2: line as Just, to what know? is and isn't allowed under the constraints of the game.
1: 10 breaks. I counted them. I text you every single time he, he left yeah. the room.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, he's on break again. He's on break again.
2: Yeah, the, on, it was literally like every 20 minutes. In the chat, it was always break followed by a number. It was yeah. like break number six, yeah. break number seven. <laughs> he stormed out again, break number eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, half of them seem to be like, him getting talked off a ledge Mm -hmm. which by the way uh that's another reason why i think that like like that's (laughs) whatever I'm, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cry about fairness but it's just like this guy is a fucking monkey tilter and i never get the rampage version of of this because he just gets to leave the room and get his back patted by his his comfort doll It's like, what the fuck is going on here, man? You challenged me to heads up. You called me a fucking scammer. Lock the goddamn doors. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Lock the doors. Take the phone. Let's just fucking get this out of the way. Yeah. Like, what is happening here, man? This is ridiculous.
2: Yeah. It's a pretty sharp, like, observation in the sense of if someone takes time away, the time that they get back later is going to be extremely valuable. Yeah. Because if your win rate goes from whatever it is to even decrease by half that's a lot and it's easier to not get as bad at heads up no limit as it is to become world class Correct. right it's easier to fix the leaks now than it is to say okay
0: how do i go from winning 5 to 7 so like if if he so if you play 6 hours in a day but mm. he takes an hours worth of breaks for that day it only counts as 5 hours towards the game No play. no no or it counts, no. As, six. It and, counts as 6 and and yeah.
1: that's you know Within reason, that was fine for me. Like on day one, he was like, I piss a lot. I'm like, bro, I, I drink a yeah. gallon and a half of water a day too. Like. <laughs>
2: Imagine starting that out though. So like you got beef with someone and you've got you pe- to play pe- it up. You're just like, yo, I got to pee, pee a man. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom. And it's like,
1: uh, well, what I was thinking was like, yeah, man, there's going to be mm. some time over the hundred hours where I'm going to want to take an emotional break or I'm feeling tired and I'm going to want like an extra break. Right. So I was just like really casual about it. I was, yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, man, like we're playing a hundred hours. I'm not going to sweat the breaks. And then immediately, immediately, he took advantage of that. Right. It's like, okay, you have no fucking interest in the spirit of the bet. You have no interest whatsoever in being a reasonable person with high character. You are just an absolute fucking scumbag.
2: I used to not understand why people weren't so lax about certain things but now i understand yeah you know when people start taking things to the extremes and you want to iron out all of the details so there can't be any sort of game manipulation going on it completely makes sense because mm-hmm. it's unreasonable
1: right yeah yeah Yeah. i, I mean yeah uh, it's it's one of those things where it's just like um in the world that i exist there's I hate to use the phrase honor amongst thieves because I think it gives like a negative connotation to, to people who are gambling for high stakes.
2: To the thieves, if you will.
1: Well, no, to, <laughs> to the gamblers. Like I'm not trying to imply that, that the gamblers are thieves in this instance. But like what I'm trying to say is that the, the, the backbone of that phrase is that there's, there's even honor amongst those who are the most cutthroat. And when you, when you look at the high stakes community... Um, even though it's filled with this eclectic mix of people that range from, you know, uh the the most upstanding citizens all the way down to the scummiest of scum, there's this like unspoken rule that we can be lax on the majority of things and not have to have ironclad contracts because the environment polices itself and that, that fringe outlier of the scummiest of the scum are just looked after, right? It's always just unspoken amongst us, like, hey, keep an eye out for so-and-so. He'll do this. He'll do that. You know, scumbag rich will, will try to angle you in these five ways. And we all look out for one another. And we don't change the rules because of the exceptions. Right. But when you're isolated with an exception, you have to fucking have ironclad contracts. And that's that's why when I agreed to uh, let Galfon be the arbiter uh, or the arbitrator, I guess both are. It's both happy. work. Yeah, both work. But uh, moving forward, I said, okay, but the spirit of the bet has to come above any sort of like technical rule, Mm -hmm. right? Because like, I don't want the same thing to come back where it's like, well, technically observers are allowed. So he should just be allowed to have a team sit behind him for a hundred hours. Like, well, that's clearly not fucking okay in this instance. Right,
2: Right. the bet was made that I will beat you in one-on-one heads up because you're a scammer. And now it's me and my boys are gonna now start to play a team sport and make as much advantage of the rules as we can in order to potentially maybe win.
1: Right, I told him when we were discussing privately uh, about you know the technically speaking the casino allows Ishan to sit behind him for hundred hours. I was like, okay, well, I mean, technically, the game isn't closed; it's just private. So, I guess I'll just invite four people to sit down with hundred thousand. Also, because technically, there's no such thing as heads up no limit. Right, we'll just play six max. Yeah, and what? Like, what's he gonna do? Technically. Technically speaking. Right? So it's just like you know this is a non, non sequitur where it's like sure you can keep trying to manipulate everything in your favor because you know you're a massive fucking dog and that this match is going to go sideways very quickly or we just get it out of the way. Just lose your million. Let's move on with our lives. Well you-
2: and the same thing like you can see from the court of public opinion that most people are on your side for this one.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I look, so, too, like yeah. he's going to get a lot better. Doug is very good at No Limit, and if uh, Nick is at all teachable, like he's going to get a lot better, and I'm going to have to work my fucking dick off for five weeks to have a win rate that is, you know, worthwhile.
2: Maybe, right? Because who knows how much better he gets in that time.
1: Yeah, who knows? Which is fine. But if I'm it's within, preparing for the worst. Like, I, I'm preparing to, you know, have to battle against somebody who's pretty sound
2: yeah that's fine on the days that you don't play heads up moment poker
1: yeah right? exactly
2: from any day it's tuesday to friday go nuts yeah, yeah saturday to monday absolutely not not during the gameplay itself during the gameplay
1: right yeah. of course yeah shout out to avi said wherever there's money being wagered players are going to try to gain an edge and we have separate moral compasses there's a thin line between gaining an edge and breaking the rules and cheating uh thin line gray line i guess I, i'm not i'm not even accusing cheating in this instance i'm just saying uh it's all very much against that energy that he brought on uh polk's podcast it's also very against the the spirit of this call out heads up for roles bullshit that uh we find ourselves wrapped up in um but aside from like all the the kind of bullshit and drama that's been surrounding this it's been fun more than i expected I don't think that I've taken the time to learn a new discipline in years. I mean, I stopped studying MTTs a long time ago. They just, I lost interest. So, like, this feels like 2013 again when I was really, really, really deep in trying to study MTTs uh, as much as I could. Um, And it's challenging, man. Especially with, like, how many more resources and tools we have available to us now. It's like, there is a very systematic approach that you take where it's like, okay... We're gonna break down this today, and then we're gonna break down this node today, and this node, and this node, and this node, and this node. And you know, you're you're trying to streamline as much as you can because you have these matches looming, and then you're trying to tweak and adjust based off of observation, which is obviously gonna be heavily biased. It's like, oh man, you know, I don't think he's three betting enough. It's like, well, you played 30 hands. You know, maybe he didn't find two to three bet. That's not that shocking in that sort of sample. So it's like, you know all of this stuff is is uh so difficult but it's so much fun like it really gets the wheels turning and for me personally what draws me to poker is not the analytics it's not the well the data says this and if you plug that into a solve then you do this half the time and you do this the other half and you know you move on with your life and collect your win rate to me it's like finding the the creativity within all of that right like being, like, like starting with a framework is necessary, but then filling in the, the, the voids with your creative way to approach the game and uh, your observation and the ways that you think your opponent's exploitable, like that's literally heads up poker in a nutshell, especially in this instance where neither of us are very good, right? Just poker in general.
2: There's yeah. so many voids to find yeah. in MTTs, six max cash, you name it. It's just a matter of having the baseline and then seeing when someone's falling short like in the hand that Doug reported when bro called seven, five high with a flush draw and then spiked it and then leads river. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, if you're playing the machine, the machine's never going to do this, but you're not playing the machine. You're playing Airball
1: Rick. Right. Yeah. Like the turn call is just like massive punt. Uh, and then the river is just kind of like, you know, not a thing, but, uh, whatever we have to live with it. Um, we'll break that hand down at length on Wednesday. Give you guys my thought process in real time. Um, or, i guess retroactively uh, yeah very interesting hand a couple big pots just like went sideways where i probably could have saved a lot of money on the river i could easily be up like another 200k with like some pretty nitty folds on the end uh where i just chose to pay off
0: as it stands now you're up about 135
1: yeah 133.5 right? broke dead even yesterday to the dollar that's crazy to the dollar Yeah. Pretty wild. We were down the rake. Yeah.
0: Well, you only played eight hands because of all the
1: (laughs) (laughs) not that tough, man, actually. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting after it again uh today. So we'll have a lot to report on tomorrow. Uh Platt and Hanks will not be joining us again. Tomorrow's the final day of the USP. Oh oh. (laughs) I almost said CO. Uh So, the US Poker Open wraps up tomorrow. It's their final day in the booth. They'll be back with us next week. Uh, Wednesday, we'll be joined by Matt Hunt to cover uh, another Strat Chat Breakdown. It looks like for the next five weeks, those Strat Chats are gonna be based off this Heads Up Match. So, uh, if you guys want some updates as far as what's going on in Resorts World today, be sure to follow young Landon Tice on the social medias. Make sure you smash that like button, subscribe on your way out. Uh, And also to all you members out there, we do have a special announcement coming up. I'm going to try to get that done this week, Um, but we are going to try to set it up where uh, we do something pretty special for you guys during the World Series. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, Thank you guys all for supporting the channel and being a part of this fucking nonsense as it all breaks down. (laughs) What a... What a silly game we play. Uh, That's it for me. We'll be here again tomorrow. I think we're going to be back at uh, 11 a.m. is the plan tomorrow. Uh, We'll see you guys then. Good luck, Burke.